We're back on Show Me Today, feeding your pets table scraps. Uh, you may have done that over Thanksgiving. It can be tempting when they give you those sad puppy dog eyes. Elisa Nelson is with Michelle Casey with the Central Missouri Humane Society, who outlines some of the food items to keep away from as uh, you belly up this holiday season. So it's definitely tempting, um, especially around Thanksgiving and the holidays when you look down and you see those those puppy dog eyes looking up at you. <laughs> um, but you definitely have to be careful, uh, not just around Thanksgiving, but also um, at all times during the year to make sure that you are providing food to your pet that is safe and is not going to make them sick. Um, so things to look out for. Um, you want to be careful with herbs and garlic, um, of course, chocolate is not um, not something that's good for dogs. Um, and there are some things around the table that you could share with your pets. Um, turkey can be, uh, lean pieces of white turkey can be really healthy, um, and those tend to be a favorite of dogs. So there are some healthy things that you could, could maybe share a little bit with, but you do have to be really careful with some of those foods that are around the table because they can be very toxic for pets. And I, I suspect that grapes and raisins are also on that list and gravy. Um, I think I've heard of gravy and, and just to watch out for those turkey bones, that kind of thing as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, some people would think that, you know, you could give a dog a bone, of course, but you do have to be careful with poultry um, because those bones can actually splinter and those can cause some real damage. So um, definitely no turkey bones for the dogs at home. Um, and of course, no grapes. And you also do need to be careful with um, sugar alternatives. There are uh, alternative sugars in some foods that can be extremely toxic for dogs. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so lean turkey is good. What about um, uh, ham and vegetables and uh, vegetable dishes? Um, are those okay um, as alternatives? Well, I, if you're considering maybe making a little uh, dinner plate for your puppy on Thanksgiving, I would definitely reach out to your veterinarian, and they can make some really good recommendations. Um, our friends at Lizzie and Rocco's actually have some pet-friendly Thanksgiving meals that they're going to be sending to us for Thanksgiving. Um, and at the shelter, we celebrate Barksgiving. Um, and it's an annual short-term foster program where we really push for fosters, um, hopefully to get as many adoptable pets out as we can for the holiday. And our good friends at Lizzie and Rocco's make up these adorable little dog-friendly Thanksgiving meals. Uh, so you can take that home and you and your foster pet can have a meal together. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. What a great idea. Not only that, but Missourians are going to be putting up their holiday decorations soon. Can we talk a little bit about what holiday decorations are toxic for pets? Yeah, um, there's a lot of different things on a, on a list, holiday list, um, to kind of look out for for pets. Um, depending on on your, your four-legged friend at home, um, some pets are, are more interested in the holiday decor um, and others just tend to ignore it. Um, I know I have a cat that climbs my Christmas tree, so I have to be careful every year uh, to make sure that she's, she's safe and, uh, and also not destroying the tree. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you do have to be careful with uh, decor. There are quite a few plants uh, that you'd usually put out around Christmas time and the holidays um, that can be very toxic, especially to cats. Um, cats obviously have, uh, you know, they, they have a tendency to climb on counters and, and check out new things. So if you bring a new plant home, you definitely need to be careful with placement um, and making sure that it's away from uh, any of your pets as there's quite a few plants out there that can be toxic. I can't remember. Are the poinsettias, are they toxic to pets? 
Yes, I believe the poinsettias are toxic, um, and I believe those are, are quite toxic. Um, so those are definitely a plant to look out for. Okay, good to know. Okay, so how do you keep, that was going to be one of my questions, was how do you keep your cat off the Christmas tree? Because it's like a jungle gym for them, for some of them. So what do you do? Do you like, like put foil up and down your tree, or what do you do? <laughs> Well, every cat is different, so you might have to try a few different strategies. Um, They do make sprays um, that are meant to be kind of a repellent, so you could um, spray kind of an all-natural organic um, scented spray around the tree. Um, Some of those can work to deter cats, Um, but I would suggest if you're, the day that you're bringing a Christmas tree home, I would suggest maybe going out and getting a cat tree for uh, for your pet, and maybe, you know, a new cat tree or a new climbing post or something like that, so that they get a new toy as well, and hopefully their attention will be diverted to that, and they'll leave the tree alone. All right, Michelle Casey with the Central Missouri Humane Society joins Show Me Today to outline some of the toxic holiday foods to especially keep away from your pets and toxic decorations, that sort of thing. Uh, What about for dogs? Like some of them like to take down the decorations along the tree. Are there ways to keep them from doing that? That's a very, very good question. Um, again, dogs are dogs are all different. So um, one thing that works for one might not work for the other. Um, so if you do have a dog that's really interested in the tree or, you know, wants to jump up on it or pull up the branches, um, I would just um, encourage them to do some positive reinforcement training um, and work on um, maybe some clicker training with some treats uh, just to kind of divert their attention away from the tree and maybe um, redirect it towards something else. Okay, good. Uh, You talked a little bit about fostering and um, also Mm -hmm. taking some pet-friendly meals to your uh, foster pets. What are some other good gift ideas, Michelle, for our Show Me Today audience to give to Central Missouri Humane Society and other Missouri animal shelters this time of year? So we have a Amazon wish list that's on our website, um, and we usually prioritize the things we need most at the top. So any of those things on that wish list are fantastic. Um, this time of year going into winter, uh, shelters around the country want to make sure that they're stocked up on fleece blankets um, and things like that for the, the housing for the pets. Um, and then, of course, there's things that we can always use, you know, not just pet supplies, but we go through paper towels and detergent and bleach and things like that every day. Um, so whether it's something um, pet related or something that can just help uh, with just normal operations around the shelter, we appreciate in-kind donations so much. You know, the holiday time is when some people like to gift a pet to a loved one, and sometimes by surprise. Um, what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to gifting a pet to someone? I think for a lot of people, getting a new pet for for Christmas or birthday or holiday is incredibly exciting, Um, but it's also important to consider that it is a lifetime commitment of that pet. So before you gift anyone a pet, I would just make sure that you know that they are... um, they're set up in their lifestyle, that they have the time and energy to dedicate to that pet, and then also consider the type of pet that you're getting. Um, you know, if, you, if you're gifting a, a pet to someone who's a, you know, a college student, they're, they're working and they're going to school full-time and they're not home often, maybe uh, an older cat might be a great option um, instead of a, a little puppy or something like that. Um, so you just want to make sure that you're 
you're setting up not only um, this animal, but your loved one for success with their new pet. What are the top reasons for people surrendering their pets to your shelter? Um, so oftentimes um, moving is one of the biggest reasons. Um, is that some, Most of the time it's um, someone's having to move and they can't find pet-friendly housing. Um, so we do everything we can. We've even helped with pet deposits before um, just to keep pets in homes with their loved ones and out of the shelter. Okay, that's good to know, because I think it seems like back in my animal sheltering days, I think so many people assumed that um, so many pets came into the shelter who were abused and neglected. Not to say that doesn't happen, but moving can't afford tend to be the overarching reasons, um, at least that we had pets that came into our care. Um, so, so I think that's important that... Um, you know, the the general public hears uh, some of the reasons why people uh, tend to surrender their pets to an animal shelter. Is there anything else that we haven't touched upon here that you think is important to mention um, with the holidays coming up um, or anything else, Michelle? I think one of the biggest things that I just want the community to know is about this Sparks Giving program that we have, um, because it really is a life-changing program. Even short-term fostering has such an impact on pets, just giving them a break from the shelter. And it really helps us to learn their personalities, because they really can flourish in foster homes. It's such a different environment than the shelter. So you really get a, a good glimpse at their personality, which just helps us to match them with adopters. Um, and people often ask, uh, what's the cost associated with fostering? And it's absolutely no cost uh, to the foster parent. We provide all the supplies and they provide the love. Um, so it's a great program. And so we would encourage people to visit our website at cmhspets.org to learn more about it. Um, you can check out the um, calendar of events. We've got scheduled pickup times, um, and we provide you with everything you need. And, uh, of course, you can short-term foster just for the weekend, um, but you're always welcome to foster longer. And in the case that you happen to fall in love with your pet, um, then they just never have to come back to the shelter, and you've got yourself a, a wonderful holiday gift. A foster fail, as as often called. <laughs> um, where can they find it out more? The best of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, where can they find out more about Barks Giving, adopting, volunteering, and other opportunities with Central Humane Society? You can visit our website at cmhspets.org. We also have a Facebook page uh, where we update um, quite often about events going on uh, at the shelter and adoptable pets as well. All right, Michelle Casey with the Central Missouri Humane Society joining Show Me Today. If you missed our interview, uh, you can check it out in podcast form. It's available on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple or another platform. So just look up Show Me Today. Uh, thank you, Michelle, and happy holidays to you and the rest of the crew <laughs> at Central Missouri Humane Society. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.